Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. We are talking today about the blessings in Thanksgiving. His blessings in Thanksgiving. His blessing in Thanksgiving. That is God's blessing in Thanksgiving. See, one of the things you, we need to understand is that when God says that, see, in the Bible, it is not only 12 commandments that is the commandment. You have loads of commandments in the scriptures. So, and when God said, let everything that has bread praise the Lord, it is not an idea, it is a command. If I say to somebody, um, you, um, let everyone in that room stand up. It is not, and I'm not saying please stand up. I am saying stand up. Did you get what I'm trying to say? So when God says things like that, it is a commandment. It is not an idea. <laughs> Thanksgiving is not, as far as God is concerned, it is not what you do when you feel like doing it. And for every commandment of God, there is always a consequence. There is always a blessing and there is always a consequence. The Bible says in Psalm 19, said, it said, in keeping them, there is a great reward. So when you keep God's commandment, there is a great reward. And if you see, and when God gives commandments, He gives it for your own and my own benefit. It does not benefit Him in any way. So when He says thanksgiving, give me, He's not benefiting in any way. Why? Because you were not created to be able to store um, thanksgiving. If that makes sense. You are created to give thanks. You are not created to take thanks. So when you retain what you are not supposed to retain, you will be, begin to malfunction. Imagine when you have somebody who, who, um, who, who, who's eating, taking a lot of food in, and there is no way for them to, 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 to pass it out. They would end up having... Uh, <laughs> whatever it is that you uh, my God help us in Jesus name you know they will be begging for them to have a way to let it out and one of the person, the first person that you will see in the Bible that decided to retain rather than give out was Lucifer that was his problem and you would see uh, Isaiah chapter chapter 14, verse 12 to 13. He said, how, 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 so how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, the son of the morning. How are you caught down to the ground? You are weakening you, who weakened the nations. So at a point in time, the devil was not... Devil was not called devil, he was called Lucifer. And Lucifer means he was, he was basically like you see, he is the son of the son of the morning. He was one of the brightest, 
one of the brightest angels in those days. Verse, he, say, he, say, he, says, for, he says, for you have said in your heart, rather than giving thanks, I will ascend to the heaven. I will exalt myself. So what he's saying is that I will retain what I'm supposed to give. And God said, you begin to malfunction. Why? It is not a cause. It is just because you are retaining what naturally you are not expected to retain. And that was his fall. In fact, when God was talking to, to Job, in Job chapter um, 38, verse, from verse 4, he was asking Job, he said, where were you? He was telling Job, where were you when I laid the foundation of the head? I will tell you if you have understanding. God, that's God talking. Now, go to verse 6. He says, to what were the foundation fastened? Or laid in the corners. Verse 7 says, when the morning stars began to sing, who was talking about? The devil was, do you know Isaiah called him the son of the morning. So at the beginning, he was one of those that was, that was, that was, that was made to give God glory. But he decided to retain it. In fact, we even see it in Ezekiel 28. He talks about, he said, the son of man, the lament, I said, he said, you, you were sealed. You, you, were, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. You, you were the hidden of God, the garden of God. What, was the, what, what did that mean? Is that the garden is the place where God has pleasure, the place he comes to. Whenever he needs, that was the place the heart of God came to. That is why, that is why when God created man, he put man in, in the garden of Eden. He called it Eden. Why? So that the devil will see that what you what you, you, you lost. And that's why the devil is after human beings. Because you have taken what he lost. You 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 have taken what he lost. So, let's even go for it. It says, if you go, it says this, um, the Sardius and the Lopez and the Diamond, basically, precious, precious gold. Now, if you look at it, it said, it said, the workmanship of your timbers and the pipe was prepared for you on the day you were created. So, his musical instrument was prepared by God. It was God himself. But what happened was that he now decided to retain that for himself. Please notice that he said, this was prepared from the day you were created. So that means that when they were creating him, they created this instrument for him. So if you ask why was Lucifer created, he was created for these things. Does that make sense? So the day he decided to start to retain it by himself and say, you know what, um, um, I, I, I too can, can make do with this. One other person you will see that retained it to himself is Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar said, he said, in Daniel chapter 4, verse 30 to 31, he said, and the king spoke. He said, is it not this great Babylon that I have built 
for, um, for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and honor. And the Bible says that while these words were still in the king's mouth, a voice came out from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, your kingdom has departed from you. What happened? It, was, it began to malfunction because that which is supposed to give, it retained. If we see, this, as far as, this, this, this is not, it is just because a, the created cannot take worship. That's why when you see in the Bible, when an angel, when you bow, when, when uh, you see it in, um, in Revelations also, when an angel, when you bow down to worship, and they say, please, I am not here to take you, I don't take worship. Why? Because the day they take it, they begin to malfunction. Why? Because you are telling them to retain what they were not created for. Does that make sense? So you will even see it if we, if we go further. You see, God was talking to the priest. He said, now, O priest, Malachi chapter 2, 1 to 2. Now, O priest, this is the commandment for you. Please notice that he said commandment. So that means I'm not advising you. He said, if you will not hear if you will not take it to heart to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon your blessing. And yes, I have cursed them already because you do not take it to heart. What is it saying? Is that, you see, priest, you are specializing in blessings. Well, because you have refused to give me what I desire. Or what is mine, or what I desire, what is mine, you begin to malfunction. May God grant us grace in Jesus' name. Amen. And you can see it on and on in different scriptures. Romans chapter 121 to 22. It says, Because although they knew they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Please notice, we would we'll get that. God did not say they did not glorify me. He said they did not glorify me as who I am. That is why it is a good song to say I can worship God anyhow. It does not take praise anyhow. You can give anyhow, but it's not permitted to take. You cannot judge it. The Bible says, let everything that has bread praise the Lord. But what did God say? God only inhabits the praise of his people. He doesn't inhabit anybody's praise. You can sing. It's not a problem. Does that make sense? He said, now look at what he said. He said, he, he said, no, were they thankful, but they became fruitful in their thoughts. They became foolish and their hearts were darkened. Professing wise, they became fools. What happened? They began to malfunction because that which they are supposed to retain, sorry, that which they are supposed to give, they started to retain. May God grant us grace in Jesus' name. And David was very good at that. David will say, praise the Lord in the morning, in the afternoon. His Bible says, you will give thanks to God seven times a day. Please notice that when David said, I give thanks to God seven times a day, that includes the day his son died. Mm -hmm. 
So it is not. Let me just quickly say a couple of things as we as we move forward. I know I'm quoting a lot of scriptures, but we'll get there where I would slow down a bit. Hallelujah. Psalm 100. Now, he says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his court with praise. Be thankful. Now, what made me think is that is this and this not the same? Is he repeating himself? himself? Does that make sense? Because you can be giving thanks and not be thankful. So he said, when they are saying thank God, you it is not what you say. In fact, there are two things, two major things that God forbids: worshiping of idols and idol worship. They are two different things. You worship an idol. You worship what you created. I do worship is when you give God words that does not mean anything to your heart. Jesus said it in Matthew. Jesus said, Jesus said that Jesus said, these people they draw near with me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. So people, you know, they are singing, but something else is already in their mind. Why they are singing, praise our their mind is somewhere else. As far as God is concerned. It is as it is what he calls idol worship, a worship that does not make sense to him. There was one man that said he had a dream, and an angel woke him up in a dream, and he just said, I want to show you something. Else. And he went to the church, a very massive place. People they were doing praise and worship. Everybody's hand was hot. Everybody was screaming, singing, and every other thing, and, and, and things like that. He said, but he could only see their um, the way they were is it just um, their digestions and things like that. That was what he could see. He said, but he could not hear anything. He said, the angel said, that is how we hear worship sessions when people's hearts are not seeing anything. It is just their mute. Nothing comes up. They are just raising up their hand. He has, we cannot hear anything. Because we only hear what comes from the heart. And he said, you could see then they were like, everybody was saying, you know, the worship was huge. For God, we just keep looking at them and we are like, what are they saying? He said, that is how worship is us. When it doesn't come from the heart. So when David said, be thankful. He said, I know that you are doing thanksgiving. But in that thanksgiving, your heart has to be connected. Your heart has to be connected. You know, people who, God help us. You know, there are so many things that we do within the body of Christ. You know, you're, you're singing. And while you're singing, you're actually use waiting for them to set the microphone. So you say, let's stand up in worship. And you know, and and you you you're leading them in worship, whereas it is just because you are trying to set the microphone. <laughs> or maybe the preacher is is not is not is not arrived on time. We are let us sing, you know, and it is not about anything, it's just about Feeling the gap. 
As far as God is concerned, you're mute. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the Bible says that our praise has to be also, see, there are, there are two types of praise. There is a sacrificial one, and there is the one that you do because God has done something for you. Sacrificial praise is the praise that you give when there is, when it costs you something because naturally you are not in that mood, but you would, you would, it is a sacrifice before God. It is a sacrifice before God. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews, the Bible says that Hebrews chapter 13 verse 16, it said, therefore, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks. Now, please notice that he called it sacrifice. Why did he call it sacrifice? Because this one has to be continual. Continu do you think that you can do continual thanksgiving without if it's not sacrifice? Because there'll be days you'll be like, ah, what is all of this gossip? And for you to, to want to sing, it would come from, that's why the Bible says it has to be sacrifice. The only praise that can be continual is a sacrificial one. I used to say it when I, when I was in this country and I was distributing letters in the cold, in, 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 in the cold and you know, in, in the rain. My mom would come, my mom came, my mom was crying. My mom said, even your father's security people, <laughs> they don't live life like this. Because you'll be in the rain, there will be no place to put your head. And things are, at times you'll be walking down the road, there'll be no toilet. And you want to hiss yourself, I am not in Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> And in that process, you will finish, you would, you would say, you will thank God again. That is sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I was walking on the road one day. I, I tried my best. Everyone knows I did. I was walking, I was trying to, and it was a very long road. There was nowhere to say, um, excuse me, because it was all business and things like that. And I was walking and walking and walking on the road. The guy that was supposed to come and pick me did not pick me up, so I had to keep walking, and I was so pressed. Before I knew it, I had to be on my body because there was no other way. And all of a sudden, rain began to fall. Everyone, I began to dance in that rain. Say, God, thank you. You have covered my shame. That is what is called sacrificial thanksgiving. When David saw his son die, the Bible says he stood up. That is, that is not the kind of praise that you give when you feel like. 
That is why he said sacrificial praise has to be a continual one. And I'm getting to um, a couple of points where, where this would, where we would begin to move more further into, into it. Now, sacrificial praise, you will see it, Isaiah, when Ezekiel was saved, Ezekiel was sick to the point of death. And I want you to see something that Ezekiel said. Ezekiel said, the Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, I will sing my song with a stringed instrument. Did you get what he said? He did not say, God has saved me. He said, the Lord is ready. Ready to save me. The Bible says, now, verse 21, right? it says, now, Isaiah had, so now Isaiah had said, let him, um, let them take the lump of the fig and apply it on the um, politics on the, sorry, on the boy. Basically, he still had boys. Isaiah said, please just apply this on, on, on that boy. And the Bible says, while he was still in that pain, he said, because God is ready to save me, I am going to sing. That is sacrificial praise. I, I, how do you want me to sing? Now, I still have all this boy. The man was still, they were still applying ointment on the boy. And even at that point in time, he stood up and began to get praise. You know, you will read it. The Bible talks about Abraham also in Romans chapter 4. The Bible says he did not waver in unbelief. Now, why is it important that sacrificial praise is given? Because that is the whole way you turn things around. Psalm 67. He said, let the people praise you, O God. Let the people praise you. Now, this is the right part I love. Then. He did not say it happened before. He said, then the heart will yield his increase. So when people praise God, a response will come that the thing you have been laboring for long, the heart will yield his increase. When I began to see this, when I was going on the, the, on the road, delivering letters, doing this, doing that. I was singing, I was singing, I was singing. And as I was singing, God said, I was saying, God, I said, I said even if you, if you can provide me, um, uh, what's it called, um, um, an iPod or whatever it is, to, I would continue to dance. Somebody gave me a gift. I gave me an iPod. That God is saying, I want you to keep dancing that way. And guess what? Doors that even people within the place never imagined in their life was existing. God opened it. Why? The heart yielded his increase. But if I had said, oh God, you see, ah! God, you see how I am suffering. God, see, I can see. 
If my mom had come and we were six crying together. Oh, uh, in Nigeria. <laughs> you still be there. Gratitude matters a lot. Why? Because when we give our sacrifice, God brings out even that which, that's why the Bible says that Jesus knew what he was going to do when he gave him five loaves of bread and two fishes. What did he know? He knew that when he lifted up that five loaves of bread and two fishes to heaven and he gave thanks to God. I used to share the testimony. I think that it's always what, what shared. There was someone that spoke to me about, about, about applying for a particular job. I know they always say no. I said, no problem. I said, the next time they send you that letter again, no. Before you, he said, because you will have a dream and God will confirm that the job has happened and when the letter comes, it is no. We are sorry. So some of us, as we are very customized with that. We are sorry. Once you open your email, you first say, we are sorry. Or unfortunately, you, you know that. Um, so I told her, I said, put it on the floor and dance around it. So that's your own five loaves of bread. Dance around it. She, a year after, the place where they are told her no, she did not even do application. They called her back. She has said, because everything, she said, I have been praying. When it comes back, I said, God, ah, but you showed me in the dream. And I will cry. I said, you have cried enough. It is now time to begin to dance over it. And God did it. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One thing that is important in gratitude gives you an opportunity for your heart to be filled with joy. And joy is, and is something that is essential as a Christian. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. See, the Bible did not say the happiness of God because happiness happens it relates on what is happening around you. Joy is internal. It is internal. It's a something that's internal, something that's inside of you. That's why the Bible says that the joy, or it says, it says, and the Bible says that I will show you the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there is pleasures forevermore. But how do we get into this presence? It says. Psalm 100, it says that it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. You cannot have access to God's joy if you are ever complaining. <coughs> if you are ever complaining, ever say, ever spotting things that are wrong, you, you would, it would be difficult to have access to God's joy. It should be difficult to have access to God's joy. Now, why is joy also important for us? Why is joy also important for us? Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3. He said, Therefore, with joy shall they draw water from the well of salvation. What is the well of salvation? Jesus himself. The only way you can draw anything out of Christ is, is it's with joy. And joy is the only way you can, when you have gratitude within your heart. May God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So let's just look at some things I want to just also point out to us as we bring this to a close. Now, as we know, I will just skip that, is that when you have worship over, you see, that's why I think it's important when, when Doreish, um, when he shared the testimony last week, and he said, you know what, I was, that she, she spoke to a boss, and a boss was a, a Christian, and she said, how do you normally walk into the office? How do you, he said, he said, he said I listen to worship on my way down. Why? Because in Second Kings, the Bible says that you have Elijah, Elijah asks them to go and call the, the, um, the musician. The Bible says, as they began to play, heaven opened and he began to receive direct information from God. When you set your environment in worship, you begin to get direct information from God. Clarity on your part. Clarity on your part. I know I've talked about grace. I know that we've talked about grace and I said that grace is, is beyond favor. Grace is empowerment. And I'll be going and I'll be talking briefly as I round this up on, on grace. I want you to follow this scripture with me, please. Acts chapter 11, verse 20. He said, But some of them were men from Cyprus and Cyrene who had, who had come to Antioch. They spoke to the Hellenists and preached, and the hand of the Lord, please take note of this, the hand of the Lord was, was with them, and the, a great number of people believed. Let's go to verse 22. The passage says that when, when, okay, when he came, the apostle sent someone. When he came, and he had seen the grace of what he had seen the grace of God, he was glad. What did he see? The hand of God upon anybody is the empowerment of God, is the grace of God upon your life. We'll see this also in the life of Moses. Exodus, in the life of Moses, the Bible says that, so the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing which I have spoken to you because you have found grace in my sight. And when Moses began to walk, people began to say that, you know, this is the finger of God. Exodus chapter 8 verse, um, Exodus chapter 8, is, the Bible says, sorry man. Yeah, he said, then the magician said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. So Moses had the grace of God upon him. And everybody was interpreting that grace as the finger of God at work. So you can link the grace of God with. Now let me just show you one thing as we, Hebrews, was about time. Hebrews chapter, this is the New King James. Therefore, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. Therefore, since we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. I'm reading New King James. 
let us have what? Grace. Go to NIV, please. Can I have the NIV one? He said, since we have received, since we are receiving the kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. Why? Because in the place of thanksgiving, the grace of God comes upon human beings, and so the hand of God comes upon them. Does that make sense? Started, I saw you speaking a bit of Italian this morning. When you say thank you, grazie. grazie. What is grace? Grazie. grazie. I saw in those, they are close to the Roman, uh, the, <laughs> <Greek, laughs> the Greek, because the New Testament was written in Greek. So what I'm trying to say is that thank you and grace draws from the same strength. That is why when you are under the atmosphere of worship, God is, is pouring his grace upon you and the hand of God is at work. It is important that we understand that. That when the grace of God, when, 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 when worship and thanksgiving is coming, God is pouring his grace upon people. And when you begin to step out, people begin to say, I can see the finger of God at work. I can see the work of God at work. work, of God at work. That is why someone like David would always make sure he gives thanks. He's always showing gratitude to God. Because each time he steps out to his throne, people can see the hand of God. How are we together? Because in the place of praise, God is empowering people. Ephesians chapter 5, the Bible says, do not be drunk with wine, which, which, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, what does wine do? Wine makes you forget your natural body. But Later, he, he that you come back to reality. He now said, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. How are you going to be filled? He did not say have the Holy Spirit. He said be filled. That means that you come, it comes to a point where it begins to take over your body and you begin to overflow in it. He said, by speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, making melody in your heart, giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is why when worship begins to go, you begin to stir up something inside of you. Why? Because you are being filled with the Holy Spirit. You are being filled with power. And as you, as maybe it's at your workplace or wherever it is, when worship is going on, you are being transformed. You are, you are being controlled by the Spirit. You know when, when a man is drunk, he is being controlled by the drunk. By the, by the. <laughs> I have a teacher that when, when he finished drinking in Nigeria, he would step inside the gutter. 
<laughs> and you begin to walk like this. Because as far as it's concerned, the road is so narrow. You get what I'm saying? And that is that is is in a, is in another world. And the Yoruba people will say, please, I, I hope I have it. When you do one, you know what That's not true. Google it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Um, so basically, the madness that is in you, alcohol will bring it out more. This is something that is inside of you that alcohol will bring out. And when a man is filled with the Holy Spirit, the resources of God inside of him will begin to well to a point where he begins to shoot out of his mouth. And when you are in the place of worship, when thanksgiving is going on, as you are hoping to God, the, way, the, 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 the feeling begins to happen until a point where you begin, it begins to come from within and pour out. That is why God forbids human beings to worship idols. Because what you worship, you become. He said those that created them are like them. So when you bow down your head to an idol, with time, you become that idol. And that is why God says, when you worship me, you can only become like me. That's why when Moses will go into the presence of God, by the time he comes out, he is transformed. Every man or woman on the planet has to worship something, whether you like it or not. Because that is what you are created to do. That's why the Bible says, in all things, First Thessalonians, it says, in everything, give thanks to God. Now, it did not say for everything. It said in everything. Why? Because I can have a problem some time ago, I said, God, I thank you for rescuing me. I'm thanking God for that problem. But when I am in that problem, and I begin to give God thanks, the ability of God in me begins to swell. That's why he said, in everything, not for everything alone, but in everything. When I was in that rain and I was dancing in the rain, I was dancing in that problem. Why? Because that is when the ability of God begins to swell inside of you. That is why David, the God will say to them, when you are going to battle, begin to sing. What happens? The ability of God if God does not only want you to thank him for something, he wants you to thank him in that issue. 
that Lord, I choose to give you praise. I choose to dance before you. I don't have any money today, but I thank you that I have my leg. Thank you for strength. I can walk. There are so many times I say that some, some time ago when I didn't have money for, you know, um, I'm going from you for to back in. I have no money. Or you for to do, and I will just or clear up. By the time you go to Gantil, you are, you are there. <laughs> but in that journey, as long as that journey may sound, go, thank you. Ah, see me, I can walk. I have my legs. I am grateful. Why? Because in that issue, I'm given that. That's why some people will say, you don't, you, you, nothing concerns you. Because in that issue, I'd rather give that. Why? Because that is when the ability of God is rising inside of me. Nobody needs faith to thank God for something. Everybody needs faith to thank God inside something. And that was what David and Abraham did. He said, look unto Abraham, your father. What Abraham did, the Bible says that while he had nothing, while all he had was promises, the Bible will say he was giving thanks. And the last point I'm going to give is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. He said, therefore, by him, that is by Jesus Christ, let us continually offer our sacrifice of praise. What is that important? Why is that important? A thanksgiving that is not offered to the appreciation of the death of Christ on Calvary is a waste. If for God to inhabit a praise, you have to have given your life to him. There are so many thanksgiving that is going on. It is not a problem, but the one that God speaks about, it has to be by Jesus Christ. He has to be on the platform of what he has done for you. He has to be on the platform of that you can only be what you have because Jesus died on the cross for you. That means... If your path is still a bit wrong with God, God will prefer you to sort it out <laughs> before you post the fall say thank you. Because the only thing you can thank him for most in your life is that Jesus died for you. I remember one day when I was walking and I said, God, God did something. And I said, God, thank you. And he said, have you ever thanked me like this? Because my son died for you. I gave you my son. You, can, you, you are not even dancing. I bought something for you. You are shouting. Yes, uh, let's rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.